0: This is Wednesday night worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecostalist Church, February the 17th, 2021, with our CE Director, Reverend Mac Perry, with the message today, The Rejected Messiah. We'll start off tonight with Ashlyn Woodard singing Rescue.
1: you've been broken, your innocence stolen. I hear the whisper underneath your breath. I hear your SOS, your cannot be covered over and over you're not defenseless I'll be your shell Here Darkest night issue.
2: scriptures. I'll read 37 one more time. Uh, It's the the verse that we ended with last week. I wanted to start with it because I've had a changing of some wordings and changing of my heart on some of the wording. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. And what, in my heart, that's changing, word there is changing to they would not, they would not believe on him. So let's remember that as we go through tonight. I want to spend some time on that. That the saying of Isaiah, which when they're referring to Isaiah here, John's referring back to Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah and some of his prophecies. So uh, uh, that's what Isaiah's is. Uh, what he's meaning by Isaiah. The prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke. Lord, who hath believed our report, believing on what he's said there, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed. So they've seen the miracles. They've seen and, and what God has done. Therefore, they could not believe. Notice in 37, John's telling us they went from would not believe to now what Isaiah, uh, what he's getting from Isaiah is they could not believe. And I will talk about that tonight. Because that Isaiah said again, He had blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their um, heart and be converted. So they were were not accepting Jesus and I should heal them. So so, these wording in 40, the beginning of this, it pretty much is, is, is the same as comes out of Isaiah as a prophecy of what the Jewish nation Would do. They would basically close their, harden their hearts and close their eyes, and I'll talk about that a little bit. And then 41. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. And then 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, notice this. This is where I'll end tonight. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed. Notice what he said now nevertheless among the chief rulers so some of the priests and others and many believed on him but because of the Pharisees that did not confess him least they should be put out of the synagogue, they're worried about being thrown out of the church so let me uh, I'll spend some time on that in just a little bit but I, I want to refresh our memory and lead in to where we're at tonight uh, when I Think about um, our, our message last week, you know, uh, where uh, John is telling us in verse 31, I talked about the harvest in verse 31, now is the time for judgment of, and now the prince of the world will be uh, driven out. Well, I think we talked about, uh, you know, G- yeah, I, I feel I felt a whole new t- tone, a whole new change in Jesus' voice starting here where, you know, after he heard his father, father speak and the People heard the thunder around. You know, Jesus' words came out now with a whole new attitude. He no longer seemed intimidated by his human flesh. He let go of the human emotions in him, and he got focused on his father and, uh, you know, what he's supposed to do. But also he's making it clear in his wording that, you know, the cross, the cross is where sin and uh, the devil is going to be defeated. At the cross is where defeated. We talked about that last week. And then when we looked at verse 32 and and 33, he said, When I am lifted up, when I am lifted up, the result will be I will draw all men unto me. And his death and crucifixion and the outcome would be a worldwide harvest. And that's what happened. If you think about, I, I didn't mention this last week, but if you think about, uh, in the upper room when Christ came back there was 120 or so people and the word of God blessed through uh, over not only in the European nations but all over the world and now in the U.S. or a, a long time ago in the U.S. but it came to the U.S. but I'm thinking about how those 120 people spread the gospel and how his harvest was plentiful and what he's telling us is still plentiful today and we'll talk about that in a little bit. He said I'll draw. He said I will draw. Jesus knew there would be a worldwide drawing of all people. And it was because of love. His love is like a magnet. Love, God's love is like a magnet. It will draw people. And then verse 34, we, we find out that the crowd, more people had gathered at the crowd and they spoke. And they said, we heard from the law that the Christ will remain from other, uh, forever. So how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? and who is the Son of Man. You know, we talked about that last week. I I believe more people had gathered. But these are the words I want to change. Last week I said to you, those that uh, did not understand, or maybe they won't talk, uh, you know, they just basically uh, didn't have an understanding of the Old Testament, uh, that wasn't a correct way to say that. After you continue to read and study God, what John's saying tonight is, I'm changing those now to they refused to believe. They would not believe. They, I think they knew about the Old Testament and they would not believe. They would not accept. And I think that's very important because that's what's going on today and we'll talk about that more. So they, didn't, they would not accept the Old Testament prophecies in Daniel that said that Christ, when he came the first time, I mentioned this last week, that uh, they would suffer and... You know, the, the, the Christ, the Messiah would suffer and then he would die and he would be the ultimate sacrifice and then Zacharias, the sucker coming when he come, he would reign forever. Those kind of things were in the Old Testament and it was amazing to me, I said, how they could sacrifice animals by the millions and thousands or whatever it was, but yet they couldn't accept the greatest sacrifice ever was. It was because of their self-centeredness, their self-righteousness, and what we're going to learn tonight, their continued Refusal to accept who Jesus was. Apostle Paul also spoke 25 years after uh, the death and resurrection of of Christ about those that know him know the power of God. Also Paul said the message at the cross is foolishness to those that perish, those that are sinners, those that don't believe. But he also said, Paul was saying that that, uh, their minds could not even accept who Jesus was and that he was going to be crucified. And they were believing a lie, a lie of the devil, because the devil absolutely is out to kill, steal, and destroy, as we know. And, you know, the, the lying started from the devil way back. I mentioned last week about Adam and Eve. And and we as humans somehow or another believed them before we would believe the truth. But uh, Paul also in 1 Corinthians preached to uh, Christ crucified, which became a stumbling block because they would not accept. The Jewish nation would not accept. And Gentiles that do not accept is it is <laughs> foolishness <laughs> to the Gentiles. And then Jesus' answer to them last week in verses 35 and 37 is he's letting them know that he was the light of the world and he was only going to be with them for a, few, a little while. And he was saying to us also today, as I mentioned, that there's only a short period of time that he's going to be here and walking in darkness, you don't know where you're going and you're blind. I went through that last week. And then, uh, verse 36 and 37, Jesus responded to the crowd, uh, not in anger, not upset. Is a good example for all of us. He just continued to teach and help them to understand who he really was, and um, so that they could experience the power of God. He kept right on. Instead, to uh, you know, Jesus Christ. I think the way to verse in last week was he walked away and hid from them. And I'm going to spend a little bit more time on that tonight. God put some more stuff in my heart on that. Um, So they rejected in their hearts. Finally, uh, you know, I, I thought about and I mentioned last week, how scary is that? How scary is that for Jesus to walk away or be perceived that he walks away and leaves us on our own? Because there's scripture that tells us that, you know, we have to accept, we will live by our consequences, the decisions we make. And I mentioned Ezekiel 10 and Matthew 23 and Romans, in Romans 1, all of these uh, 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 scriptures tell us about that. And I said the worst one, one that touched my heart was King David when he said, and this is where I ended, King David said that, you know, after he said in, in Psalms, you can read in 51 11, that uh, David's worst fear is that God would leave him. Uh, and uh, leave him uh, because of his sinning and even remove him from the throne. And I I don't remember if I said this last week, but do y'all remember what happened after that? God still loved him, didn't he? God still loved him. He didn't leave him. And we want to talk about that a little bit more. You know, it's wonderful, as I ended last week, to know his son, God, his son, and the Holy Spirit loves us, want to be a part of our life. And and, uh, all we have to do is accept Him. I believe there is actually a strong desire. He loves us so much. You know, when you love someone, God puts a heart, a a desire in your heart for them. I believe God uh, has a desire for us to love Him. The harvest is ready, and He wants us to be a part of that harvest. So tonight's Bible study, I, I, I want to read starting in 37 again because I'm going to reference Isaiah tonight. I want to start reading in 37 and this is kind of more in my words and, and, and sim- making it a little bit simpler because I want us to understand what John has uh, is, is shared in my heart and I want to share it with you and you probably already have read and, and, and God has touched your heart with it but let me read what I have written here uh, starting in 37. Even after Jesus had done all these miracles and signs in their presence they still would not believe in him. And then 38 this fulfilled as John was telling us in his scripture the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord who has believed our message and to whom has the arms of the Lord been revealed is a question. And then 39 for this reason they could not believe because Isaiah said "For in verse 40 he was, he has blinded their, this is what John said He has blinded their eyes, deadened their hearts so that they can... He... Let me explain who he is for first word. He he has blinded their eyes. The devil. The devil has blinded their eyes and deadened their hearts so that they... By lust and by all the things that... the, The simple, quick joys of this world and so that they neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn, and I would heal them. And then 41, Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus. He prophesied this way back, um, these same words, which we'll read in a, in a little bit, um, what, what he said. But uh, tonight, as we uh, get started in our verses, when I read these, um, these verses, John is beginning to uh, help us as his readers to get an inside look at what really happened and what went wrong with the Jewish history so that we may learn from it. So we understand today what all the things that they did wrong. And then, and, you know, I think it was very it was very insightful for me and it helped me understand why their hearts and why people's hearts become hard and why people's hearts get so hard they can't even accept who Jesus really is anymore. Even though, they witnessed miracles, even though today, and we're going to talk about a little bit at the end, uh, some miracles, you know, even the miracles back then that, that these priests witnessed, they just still rejected from their free will, they uh, rejected Him. So why did it happen? Because over much time, they persistently, persistently would not believe. That's what it tells us in verse 37. They would not believe. And as a result that they would not believe, they reached a point that they could not believe as it tells us in 39. They became blind. Their hearts became hardened. And that's the same things happen today. I believe that exactly what happened to those people back then is what John was warning us about in his word. And he was warning the the people at that time. People are not willing to believe uh, and continue to reject God's tugging at their hearts, they reach a point they can't believe. They can't believe. Listen, let me give you an example. A good example of my heart. I thought about this a lot. I said, Lord, help me really be able to explain and understand what you're saying. They're, they're moving from they would not believe to they could not believe. And the best example I can give you is something that we understand and we relate to today, and that is pure Evil. There's pure evil in, for example, heroin, and those people that deal with heroin, even the heroin, even the, the police officers that deal with it. They understand. They know that this is pure evil. And let's think. Let's look at what happens with heroin. It's a tremendous drug. And from what I understand and read and studied, actually some more on this is, it the first time. It's a new high for them. It's a new adventure for them. It gives them a moment to get away from all the troubles and all the the, uh, problems, but it's only temporary, temporary. So what happens is they go back and they want more and they want more and it becomes an addiction And, and it's what soon follows. It progresses to a point of no return. A person loses their willpower to say No. They can't say no more. The drug cannot stop flowing through their veins. They cannot stop abusing their body, selling their body, doing whatever they need to do. This drug, drug controls them. It's a bondage. It's like a slave. And it's compelling. It's overwhelming to them to a point that person will go to any lengths, even steal, kill, and destroy, break the law until they can obtain more. That's the way pleasures are. And sin is of this world to all of us. If we become a part of that and we come continue to go to where that sin is and seek that sin and get that temporary pleasure and get that temporary joy, notice I'm using the word temporary because that's all it is. It's temporary. It's addictive. It will control you and it becomes a part of making your heart hard. And you can no longer say no. John is telling us tonight They didn't have the willpower. They did not have the willpower to say yes to Jesus. The choice that Israel made again and again and again confirms also the prophecy of Isaiah. And and is Isaiah uh, 6 and 10? Let me read that. Isaiah 6 and 10. Thank you, Jews. Thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna start with nine and ten. And he said, Go and tell these people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. So he's saying you're seeing and you are hear, but you're not you're, you're not accepted. You, you you're saying no. You're saying no. And then ten. Make the heart, it, basically what he says, is make the heart of all these people, the heart of these people. Fat make their ears heavy where they can't hear with their eyes and hear with their ear. They can't hear, they can't see and understand with their hearts and convert and be healed. They can't be converted and healed. Their hearts get so hard. But let me tell you, don't start getting down and sad. I got good news for you. I got good news after this message. Thank you, dear Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. So even in Isaiah, he prophesied what would happen with the Jewish nation the Jews were not predestined, by the way, to reject the Messiah. God loved them. He he, did every, he led them out of the land of Egypt, bondage. He over and over, victory, victory, promises that he kept over and over. God always kept his promise, but they were unwilling to accept instead of accepting Jesus and using their freedom of choice. You know, God give us all the freedom of choice, a will to fr- make choices, we uh, make choices every day, and God gives us that will. It's a special gift. God give it to us. So we would use it to accept him in our own free will. They freely, and but yet uh, the Jewish people and people today, freely and repeatedly choose to reject him. And in doing so, their hearts move from that they, they would not accept to they could not accept. It is important to recognize the Holy Spirit did more, quite honestly, and then inspired Apostle John as he was writing these scriptures tonight to quote Isaiah. He did more than quote in my heart tonight. What I interpret that uh, the Holy Spirit actually proceeded to tell for John to tell us as his readers to interpret that Isaiah's meaning in the prophecy was to help us understand if we keep denying and we keep rejecting and we keep not accepting that our hearts will get harder and harder our ears will close he's saying to we will get to the point that we cannot john is being guided I believe by the holy spirit in letting us know there is a depth there is a level of rejecting jesus to a part that they could not accept. Jesus with opening loving arms continued and continued and continued to tuck at his heart. He never left them and he always loved them but they continued. When a person continuously rejects and continuously rejects him uh, uh, because of their self-righteousness, pride, all those things that makes their heart, they become addicted to these things. They become addicted to self-righteousness. They they look at they can do anything. They, 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 they take pride in that you know, here, look at me. I can do all these things. I don't need nobody. And it reminded me and it popped in my mind again and I will not never forget it, the sign that I saw out in California. Please don't let God into California. We don't need Him. Can y'all believe somebody would hope up a sign like that? They did. That's a hard heart. That's the heart that God is talking about in these prophecies. But you know what? God still loves that young lady that put that out there. He still loves them. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. These people, especially the Jewish priests, were at a point that they could not say no. And they could especially could not say yes to Jesus. The self-righteousness is a is, is, is selfishness and pride and those kinds of things is a cruel place to be. We don't understand it when we're at that level, but it's just like when we're addicted to heroin. We don't, under, we don't know that we're addicted to heroin. We think it's a quick theory, uh, th- thrill, but we are addicted to heroin. But they chose their lifestyle. And I want to read, well, I, I won't read that tonight, but they had they had said "Go uh, God to God so many times. I have a scripture in Luke. Luke, I tell you what, sometimes read Luke, 13 and 34, 13 and 34, Luke. And uh, they basically, uh, Luke's telling us they lost their ability to say yes. They continued rejecting, rejection of Jesus uh, by his enemies, let me say tonight. Let me now go into what's that's on my heart about that. So first I wanted to say it was prophesied and now we understand that if you continue to reject God and reject God, he don't stop loving us, but it comes to a point that it gets more and more difficult to go back and say yes. And but I got good news for all of us, even those that have a hard heart and closed ears. The continued rejection of these, uh, these enemies that crucified Jesus did not prevent at all anything that was about to take place that was planned by God. The success, the harvest that was about to take place, God's plan, his son being the savior of the world. The apostle John was specific when he said Isaiah Isaiah saw the glory. Remember how that uh, ended? Uh, John ended the, the scripture uh, and said that and, and also uh, Isaiah says in uh, 6 and 1, I saw the Lord. I saw Him sitting in a lofty throne and the temple was filled with glory. God was in charge. God is still in charge. He's still in charge today. His son Thank God his son is sitting there as my intercessory, as yours. As, you know, someone that we can pray to and he loves us. He was a great sacrifice for us. People today are afraid and worried about a lot of things. We've talked about this before. Our pastor has talked to us about this. We seem to get caught up and get worried and afraid about a lot of things. But the word of God is telling us that the most dangerous thing Think about what I just said so far in the last 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it was. Most dangerous thing in this world is to continuously hear the gospel and reject it and not act upon it. That is more dangerous. Hallelujah. That is more dangerous than anything you face in this world. Hallelujah. Accepting Jesus Christ is the most important thing in this world. Hallelujah. There will come a day if you keep rejecting Him, as I said, you will not be able to hear Him. You cannot feel. You cannot touch. And I can't imagine not having God's Spirit touch my spirit. I can't imagine not seeing God in everything around me. I can't imagine being in that place. But there is people in that and folks, we need we need to be more and more than ever having a testimony to tell people, to witness to people, to teach people, let people know our family members. Aren't you glad that God loves us tonight? Isn't it wonderful, wonderful, wonderful? Accept Him and believe and trust in Him tonight. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. One day we'll be with them. Our Lord, I, I mean, our our uh, our lesson tonight. may be saddened some way in Christian. In fact, I was going down that path as I'm studying and reading. I'll be opening my heart up to you tonight about a few things. I was, you know, getting sad about thinking, Lord, my friends, my relatives, the ones I love, what is in my heart right now is that You know, you're saying if they keep rejecting and rejecting, then they can't, you know, they they get to a point, they, they cannot, they cannot. But let me tell you something. Jesus still loves them. He still loves them. We should not give up. The harvest is ready. God told us that. And no matter, Brother Jerry confirmed this again with me in my heart last night, as we start our deacon board meeting, pastor would give us a few words from the Bible. And I think Brother Jerry was in Brother in Romans that he read where God, no matter what we do, and the gates of hell can't stop uh, God loving us. He loves us. There's nothing that we can do to stop loving us. Let me give you a testimony that touched my heart 50 years ago. Margaret, Margaret, David, Laurie, Miss Florence, and maybe some of the others may remember this. And there's a little bit of humor in it. Callie Bell Denny. Hallelujah. And Clyde Denny. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That lady would get up, give a testimony, and I'm a teenager. She'd give her testimony, and she'd start shouting and praise the Lord. And David, I don't remember exactly how many years, but she started, I think it was 40, 50 years or something, she prayed for her husband. Her husband that she testified was a mean-spirited man that, you know, was a sinner. And every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, she didn't give up. She'd say, darling, would you go to church with me? And she'd start testifying that she wasn't going to give up. And one of the things that stuck in my heart she said, I know my God loves me. And I know my God loves that man right there. And Mr. Clyde Denning with his hands would go up. He'd start praising God. Hallelujah. And God saved that man. It took 40, 50 years, but they would get up and start shouting. And no a little humor in me as a teenager, I'd say, Lord. Why does that woman get up every Sunday and give the same old testimony? It was kind of funny. But you know what? What's been revealed to me over the years? It was meant for me. Hallelujah. When I'm studying His Word, He reminds me 50 years ago how the saint of God would stand up and say, God don't give up on nobody. He loves us. No, although we have a hard heart and although we Close our ears. God does not. He wants us saints to keep praying and keep seeking Him. Never, ever give up is a testimony. And you know what? To conclude that part of it, Clyde. When brother, when when God got hold of Clyde, didn't. And when God gets hold of somebody, Hallelujah! They go to work for Him. He was an older man, but he was always he always here every. Uh, time the doors had opened he was here first opening uh, uh, the doors unlocking doors turning lights on and he was last to leave doing the same thing God put him to work found a job for no matter how old or who we are God's got to work when he changes your heart hallelujah hallelujah and that's from 50 years ago and you know what Asked one if I could stand up here probably for hours as, as the rest of you could and give those testimonies for those people that sometime God will touch. And again, I can remember thinking, Lord, why did she get up and give the same testimony? You know why she give the same testimony? Because there was a miracle in it. There was how much God loves us. There's how much God loved me that he wasn't going to give up on me. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, he won't give up on us. Hallelujah, praise his name tonight. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus for loving me. Hallelujah, God loves you tonight. Folks out there, God loves you. Don't look to those drugs. Don't look to the things of this world. You look to God. Jesus loves you tonight. Hallelujah, he loves you tonight. Let me give you one that's recent. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Marcus, and I know he won't mind me telling you this, but Marcus has testified to the young people as he teaches them, and I think he's testified in here, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, sin took that young man. Well, let me start back. I remember him as a young man growing up, and I always, always was impressed and admired he was very intelligent, very smart and he knew the Bible. He knew the Word of God and he could always, when you had trivial things going on with the young people, he always had answers, you know. And let me tell you something, people, how it just sticks him out. He's another confirmation from God in my heart that we are to teach them young people. Hallelujah. We are to plant the seed. Hallelujah. In their heart, Marcus straight away Sin took him away. Sin took him to the lowest point of his life. I understand in his testimony, he didn't have nowhere to live, no, fo- no, no, no food, no nothing. But you know what? He had a mother that loved him. He had a mother that loved God, and he she knew as in her prayers that God loved him and won't go get up on him, even though his heart and and and, and even Marcus told uh, in his testimony how. God once in a while at his lowest points would still remind him, hallelujah, of the days and the words that was given to him in his heart, how God loved him. And thank God for a mama and thank God for all of you that's praying for your sons and your daughters and your friends because do not give up. And look where Marcus is today, hallelujah. He's a deacon in God's house, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord tonight. It was meant to be. It's in God's plan. Hallelujah. Keep playing, praying for him. Because now, hallelujah, as a deacon, he will start carrying the burden of the church. Hallelujah. God will start putting on his heart the burden of the church and that ain't a bad thing because God will lift us up with that. He will encourage us. He will strengthen us. And he will guide us and lead us. But pray that he keeps his heart and mind on God and that's where he needs to be. Thank God for Marcus. And you know what? <laughs> God put this in my heart. as I'm, I'm, he's, he's lightening me up and he's, he's encouraging me and he's saying, man, today, Clyde, and Kelly Bell is shouting in the streets of gold in heaven. Hallelujah! Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about tonight? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah for last verse tonight. I'll close with this. Verse 42. I'll make this one quick. Yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders, hallelujah, did would not, notice here, would not, confess their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogues for they love these are my words but I'm interpreting that scripture for they love praise from men or from those high priests more than praise from God here the apostle paul is clearly telling us, saying to us that many many of the religious leaders hallelujah bleed and believe Jesus was the Messiah. But the hold, the hold that these Pharisees, these priests had on these people were strong and they were unwilling to confess, unwilling to confess publicly. Folks, and we have to be careful in these very last hours that we don't let the pressure of what everything is going on around us, leadership and uh, people who are in charge, That we don't let it stop us from having a testimony, from stop us from telling somebody. So whenever time uh, uh, we, we need, whatever time we got, we need to be telling people. We need to be testifying. John's telling us their unwillingness to confess was not because of fear of losing their lives; it was because of fear of losing praise of men. That's what he says in that verse. They were more worried about being praised by those men which was more important to them than praise from God. Folks, that's serious. That's a serious place to be. We don't want to be there. We have to be very, very careful with that. Hallelujah. We need to end tonight by saying, though, we'll, uh, I, I will end tonight by saying, hallelujah, people will let us down. People will let us down. They'll lie to you. They'll deceive you. People will let us down. Our family will let us down. Our friends will let us down. Everybody will let you down but one person. God. God will not let us down. Hallelujah. God will not deceive you tonight. He will not lie to you. He will not leave you. He will always be there. He said he would. He will never leave us. All we need to do is be praying for those that have the hard, hard hearts. We pray for everybody. Don't stop. We don't give up. He truly loves us all. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. Thank you for loving God and wanting to hear more of his word. Con, uh, we will continue next week with the Passion uh, uh, Week, what I'm calling Passion Week. Jesus' great love, his true forgiveness is revealed in what's about to happen in his actions. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you for being a part. Bless someone this week. Would you stand as we're dismissed tonight? Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for blessing, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, dear Father. I feel your presence tonight, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Jesus, for your presence. Thank you for your saints tonight, Lord, that want to hear your word and learn more about your word so they can share it, dear Father. Lord, help us all to have a strong testimony that we repeat over and over and over again so it can sink into hearts, Lord especially the young hearts, the tender hearts, Lord. Help us to bless those, dear Father, that need it, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Jesus, for this opportunity to gather together, Lord. Help us to go forward, dear Father, as a church body united together, worship together, Lord, and believing together. Lord, we want to see healings, Lord. We want to see miracles, and Lord, we... Salvations, Lord, and blessings from your uh, from you, dear Father, Lord. because we know we know that that's where it comes from, Lord? And Lord, I especially thank you for uh, Brother Clyde, dear Lord, and Sister Callibell, Bell, dear Father, Sister Callibell. Bell. Lord, they are great and wonderful people that have made a great impact, not only in my lives, but I saw a couple of smiles tonight, Lord. That I know you touched their lives too, and that testimony. Thank you, dear Jesus. Be with us, Lord. Hallelujah. You Make us strong in your will, Lord. Help us to be in your will. In thy name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Father, bless you.
0: You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family level pentecostal audience church is located on 112 east blanche street we welcome you to come and join us in worship every sunday morning at 10 30 a.m every sunday night at 6 p.m and every wednesday night at 7 p.m don't forget If you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostalness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com for slash Pine Level PHC get notifications when we go live check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church just like our Facebook page that's all you have to do also YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church subscribe to our channel get notifications when we go live and you can watch our services live or on demand don't forget if you can't watch us maybe you want to listen search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link, and you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org/radio. The radio station is playing good gospel music twenty-four-seven. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So, if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the. Level, Pentecostal in his church.